What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my co-hostess with the mostest, a co-host with the most, I guess I should say, co-host, <laughs> E-Man Bates. Hey, what's going um, on, guys? We're back again, episode 13. Three. Yeah, we're in, uh, we're in the teenagers yeah, now, they're bro. Going through puberty, our podcast, right about going now. Going through changes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, but anyways, I'm going to get some tunes rocking here for you while we pour up our beer. Uh, this week, we are rocking with Lost Dune from New Holland Brewing Company. Out of New Holland, Michigan. Lost Dune, it says it's a blueberry ale, uh, golden ale with Michigan blueberries. So I'm interested to try that. I've had it before. It's actually pretty straight. It's very comparable. If you guys are familiar with like the flying, I think it's like Flying Dog makes it, the wild blue. You got that one, and then they had uh, the same people that make Raging Bitch, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, so. yeah. I think that was in the, by that same section. Yeah. Well, here's some Detroit tunes for you to get funky with while we're pouring up our beers. Enjoy. song. Get it funky with this one. This is Donald Byrd. He's a Detroit trumpeter. Uh, this song is called You and the Music. Cheers, buddy. That was Donald Byrd. He's a uh, legendary jazz trumpeter from Detroit um, that I have been listening to recently. Um, I think actually I'm trying to think how that was why I just recently uh, was thinking about that. Oh, it's, I think they were playing it on some kind of NPR show I was listening to. But um, that's Donald Byrd. Yeah, he was a uh, he was famous for kind of bridging the gap between like the real jazzy out there uh, music with like a pop element to it. So it kind of gave it more of like a mainstream feel to it and uh, allowed him a little bit more mainstream success. 
But um, anyways, well, uh, what do you think about this beer that we're drinking? So like I said, I've had this before, so this, I mean, I'm very familiar with it, but to get a little bit more detail about it, it has like a really like big like floral essence to it. Like you can kind of smell like the, like kind of like the fruitiness, like off the like the esters and everything like that. Mm -hmm. It's like really, really do like dark like that. It has a really nice like carbonated head, you know, like really high head to characteristic to it. Nice little golden, almost like a little bit, a little bit darker than wheat, like straw color. But, you know, still has, like, that true light ale characteristic, too. Yeah. Like, I like it. And, and you know, of course, it has that strong, strong, like, blueberry-like feel. So, mm -hmm. like, I know compared to, like, that wild blue I was just talking about, that one's actually, like, blue, like, blue-purple-ish color. This one's, like, straight up straw, like an like ale, like it should be. Yeah, I like, uh, I like it because it doesn't taste too much like last week we had that uh the mule beer like that didn't even taste like beer that literally no, tastes like, like a moscow mule. mule like exactly this like still tastes like beer but has like a blueberry flavoring to it which i think is pretty good yeah um, i'm surprised as well. this shit almost looks like a pilsner to me to be honest with you yeah yeah i, I enjoy it but um Anyways, happy holidays, man. Happy Thanksgiving. How you been? All right. Not bad, man. I got to hang out with my grandma for a little bit, so, no, all nice. the good stuff. I do want to talk a little bit. How about yourself, actually, before I go into that? I had a good Thanksgiving, man. Uh, in case you're wondering, we're coming at you. I think this is on Monday right now we're recording because we took the holiday off to enjoy some time with our family. But, uh, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm chilling. Just having uh, fun. Just got back from doing a... Uh, I did another podcast right before this where I recorded my, my grandma. Uh, kind of wanted to get her life story on record, so I sat down with her for a couple hours, and uh, she told me her story, so it was cool. That's dope. What's going on the uh, going on the channel as well? Yeah, I want to put it up. I'm going to put it under, obviously I'm not going to put it under Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'll probably just label it under like uh, like Richter interviews or something like that. You put it on our podcast. That's fine. I might. Or I, I mean, might I, just like like change the headline. I'll put it under like Beats and Brews. Oh, yeah. Don't, yeah don't, make it, just, don't make it Beats, Brews, and Points right, of View. Like episodes, right. I'll just put like, like, like how I do my yeah. yeah, like how yep. I do my like solo stuff and everything. That's probably what I'll do. But it's really fascinating, dude. Like it's crazy when you sit down with people that have been on this earth. Uh, a long time um, the stories they have to tell and the things like the way life was back when they were our age just, I don't know it's just fascinating you learn about yourself and stuff it's pretty Fucking cool right you know, my grandma told me a whole bunch of stuff like comparisons from like back in the day till now dude it's crazy just the cost of things the cost of things just the way things just were how, yeah everything I don't know it's I crazy. feel like we got a lot, I mean, you know, me being, like, a first person of color, for instance, like, mm -hmm. you know, things are a lot more free than they were now. Oh, even for though, sure. You know, it's a lot of shit going on, but at the same time, I'll take 2018 over 1970 any fucking day of the week. That's <laughs> for sure, bro. That's for sure. And, and, uh. <laughs> Did I say 2017 or 2018? 2018, I think you okay. said. Thank God. I almost sound <laughs> like an idiot. Almost, almost 2019 shortly. Yep. <laughs> but, um. You know, the holidays also kind of made me think of a lot of the people we lost, so I just want to send our love out to our families going through it, of people that have lost uh, lost anyone. Specifically for me, my buddy Marsh, Brittany, Jimmy, Junior, Jordan, Jamin, AJ, and Brett, which is crazy to think about because that's like eight people I just named off that were friends of, not just acquaintances of mine, like friends of mine. And that's not even including the people I w that I knew that have passed away since high school. And I'm only 31, so my uh, love goes out to all their families around the holiday times. I know it's uh, probably difficult and everything. Uh, so that's where that's at. Um, 
And you know, it's like the first year without my mom as well, too. So, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, that's another one. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, I, I bet you this is a little bit interesting of a Thanksgiving. It's so weird, for you. man. I mean, here's the thing: because I've never, you know, it's gonna, I'm gonna sound like some real Grinch shit. I've never been really been a fan of the holidays. Yeah, it's never, it's never really my thing because my dad never celebrated Christmas. And mm-hmm. Me and my mom, like, I love her to death. Don't get me wrong. I still, you know, I miss her every day. But we never really like talk talk in my adult life that much mm-hmm. until you know like the very end like around this time last year right but i mean you know i'm, I'm still trying. makes you think about yeah. it you know one way or the other for sure when this this time runs around i mean you know like i had a really good childhood growing up with you know when it comes to the holidays so i can't i won't shit talk it that much at right all, but i just never really i think it goes down to you know, get a little bit personal here Go like when it. my grand like my grandfather for instance like he passed away around this time, like 1996, 1997, something mm-hmm. like that. I think it was 1997. I was like five or six years old, so I remember it, but not really that well. Cause, right. You know, I was still so young, and my mom, like she, you know, she really didn't like the holidays because she kind of associated with the loss of you know him and everything like that. And then, you know, I kind of it kind of turned her off to certain things. And then my dad, you know, my dad never really because his religion, he never really celebrated Christmas at all. Period. Mm-hmm. So I just never been like a holiday person because of that. I mean, I you know when I it, eventually when I have kids, it's probably gonna happen. Not hopefully not soon, but mm-hmm. probably not gonna happen. I'm, I'm gonna celebrate the holidays, not just for, for them, sure, obviously. Yeah. But you know, I won't. You know, otherwise, you know, it's not it's not never been really that big of a deal for me. But yeah, so, I, I agree with like you. Like I said, not to sound some grinch shit. That's just how I feel. No, I I totally agree with you. <laughs> like, cause for me, like I grew up super religious. Like my parents were Catholic and go to church every Sunday type of thing. My parents, right? My dad was in like the Eucharistic ministers or whatever. So we did that whole thing. And I'm not really very religious in my adult life, but I still would. I still celebrate holidays that are technically religious holidays, Christmas, Easter, you know, Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving's not a religious holiday, but... No, um, that's a slaughter, actually, but yeah, that's a different story. That's a whole different story. Yes. We, won't, <laughs> we won't get into the depressing parts of what Thanksgiving's all really about. But that's not, yeah. <laughs> we will keep the curmudgeon shit the away good, and just keep it. The good side of Thanksgiving. I think I like the holidays the most now, though, because I like... I just like the people's attitudes around... Like, well, I guess most of the... If you're out shopping in stores and beating each other's asses, it's one thing, but, like, I think people are generally nicer to each other you got the Christmas lights going on. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on in the city. So, I don't know. I a lot like, of, a lot of like specials it. on, you know, random shit we really don't need. Dude, I don't know why anyone goes to the store on Black Friday when Cyber Monday exists. Like, so, here's the shit. thing. I actually got a, I got, a, I got a story for you about that. And this actually brings me to what I got queued up right here, too. So, me and nice. my room, like Rajan, uh, my roommate and I, he was on, you know, episode, what, two or three yeah, or something? Yeah, 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 something like that. So, yeah, we, uh, he, he spent, like, 3500 on a fucking entertainment system. 3500 like, Yeah. For the crib? Yeah, for the crib, bro. Ooh. Big-ass TV, like, surround sound system, Blu-ray player. He got the works pretty much. Every, That's tight. Everything but a gaming system for it. And he actually did, but he took it back. He got a PS4, but huh. it wasn't 4K a PS4, so he took it back. That's a different story. <laughs> anyway, so... I was like, you know, I'm gonna splurge a little bit too. So I went out and got a, I got a vinyl player. I always oh, wanted, nice. I always Fuck wanted, yeah, always wanted like a record player Welcome just to for the, the crib team. and everything like that. I got, I, I actually got one from my grandma's house, but the needle was all fucked up, so I didn't want to get, you know, something like a good one. Dude, so the I, needle replacements are expensive too. It, yeah, they are. Silly. So I went out and got just like a USB one. Mm-hmm. And then I went on a search because I needed like this, uh, the Phantom port thing to it. Yeah. Oh, uh, the font. What's the photon? Fo- not photon. That sounds like some weird shit. The Phantom. Uh, 
plug-in, like, for the video, or for the audio cords, like, the red and white cords and shit. Oh, I know what you're and, talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So, I, I forgot the name of it. So, I know somebody who listened to this like, oh, it's called this, you asshole. <laughs> but whatever. So, I went on a search for that. No, no, like, Best Buy didn't have it. Uh, went to Guitar Center. They didn't have it. I went to a couple different places. And I went to this really, really dope spot in Dearborn called Dearborn Music. Yeah, dude. And, like my favorite do, music store ever. Do, so you're familiar with it? Oh, I go there all the time. Bro, I just, I somebody just turned me on to it uh, yesterday, just like in my searches or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love that place. Like I'm going there right now for records and shit like that. Oh, it's the shit. Yeah, I bought a couple vinyls. One, of, I bought a random CD. I bought like the Herbie Hancock, like hell yeah, dude. Thing, and I was jamming that. In Herbie the car. Hancock is the shit. Herbie Hancock is the shit, bro. But I got that. I got a. Uh, I got System of a Down, Toxicity. Dude, Dearborn Music, it used to be down the street where it, from where it's at now, but uh, like my grandpa, or my whole mom's side of the family is from Dearborn, so like they grew up going to that. Like That place was there since like the 40s or 50s or something. It is like one that. of the few record stores that survived the test of time. Yeah, it really has. For that. I actually talked, I forgot the name, I forgot the name of the owner. I forget uh, his name too. But I talked to him for a hot minute. Cause Dude, that'd be sweet if we could see if we could get an interview with him for the podcast. That too, and I was actually talking to him, like, when I do hard copies of Be Careful, Be Safe, I was talking to him about distributing. Oh, that'd be sweet. A couple copies. Hell yeah. That'd be great. So, yeah, I I had a whole conversation with him about that too. Speaking of Be Careful, Be Safe, just real quick, I think by tonight I was going to outro the episode with White Russian Mano, if that's cool with you. Are you going to outro White Russian Mano? Yeah. (laughs) You know know why? I was thinking holidays, like eggnog, White Russian Mano, E-Man. Let's just let's throw that on. Hey, I don't I don't approve of that for our Apple users, bro. They're gonna pull that shit. <laughs> no, it's your music. <laughs> I know. I know. But, hey, hey, I fully approve of him using my song for Boom. this podcast. Boom. By the way, I've like <laughs> I've, I've been doing some podcast. reading on that. There's some like stipulations. Like there is music that you can play. By the way, it's is just it? like like if we like if we started like licensing and like selling this podcast for profit, we would have to like. Uh, which like, we probably will soon. We'll, yeah, if that, we're, we're gonna sell out eventually. There's, no, there's definitely maybe. Like, because I was thinking about like Joe Budden's podcast. They play different like music all day long. They were playing like they played a Marvin Gaye song the other day. Marvin Gaye is like the craziest estate ever that goes after people. You know they have a yeah that's true. But you know that there's like your stipulation. I think it's like seventy something years after an artist's death, you can use like samples and stuff oh, like that. Too. Marvin Gaye hasn't been done in seventy years. He hasn't been dead seventy years. But I'm just saying like that's an actual stipulation. Yeah. It's like seventy something years after an artist's death, you can use their stuff for samples huh. without getting. The cleared that's interesting kind of dope I, I, I gotta look that up the exact like rule for that but yeah all right so normally at this time is when we'd get into reading off all the new music that we listen to but i had a good idea that came to me at work the other day Rub that off. i wanted to run by you to change up the new segment a little bit okay what are we doing in hopes to where you and i could focus more on not as many albums that we don't care for as much and more on like a certain couple that we care for a lot. So this is what I was thinking. I wanted to change this segment up instead of just calling it the new music segment, call it something old, something new. And what I mean by that is on each episode, we'll dive into one album that just released that we want to talk about extensively and then one album prior to to the current year. So anything from... Before 2018 and before that, okay, for something old. So, for example, this week, my something old I wanted to talk about was Most Def's Black on Both Sides. Because I was listening to that album at work the other day, and it's probably one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time. Um, 
just when you go back and listen to an album like Black on Both Sides, you you realize the quality and a lot of the shit that's missing today. <laughs> like it's so fucking good. The the depth of the album, the the actual like caring about making something like a creative like piece of art, like instead of just like a bunch of random songs put on an album, like uh, Black on Both Sides for most deaf. It might be my favorite hip hop album, and I, I say that it's hard for me to say because I be ready to die has been for so long. But this like, fright from fear, fear not a man. Let me pull the lyrics up to that and read those off to you because it's kind of just like the intro to it, where most deaf is speaking spoken word, kind of over the top, and I, I was kind of taken by the lyrics because he's talking about the state of hip hop and. Um, and this was in, obviously this this album came out in the '90s, so but they still that they still ring true here. Let's see, let me find it real quick. Fear not a man lyrics. Do 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 do. Banter, All right, banter. So, <laughs> so <laughs> the lyrics that's spoken at the top it says, "If you can hear me, ladies and gentlemen, then I am very happy that if you you have came here." And then it's obviously you got your your. Uh, most deaf ad libs that <laughs> but uh he goes that was for Brooklyn haha we get it every time you got me on now shout out to my crew east west north and south the continent Europe and all abroad international uh, so on and so forth I'm trying to get to the point here right here it says people be asking me all the time yo most what's getting ready to happen with this hip hop where do you think hip hop is going I tell them, you know where it's gonna, what's gonna happen with hip hop? Whatever's happening with us. If we smoked out, hip hop's gonna be smoked out. If we doing all right, hip hop's gonna be doing all right. People talk about hip hop like it's some giant living on the hillside, coming down to visit the townspeople. We are hip hop. Me, you, everybody. We are hip hop. So hip hop is going where we're going. So the next time you ask yourself where hip hop is going, ask yourself, where am I going? How am I doing? Till you get that idea clear, or till you get that idea clear. So if hip hop's about the people, and hip hop won't get better until the people get better, then how do we get the people better? Hmm. Well, from my understanding, people get better when they start to understand that they are valuable, and they are not valuable because they got a whole lot of money or because somebody think they sexy, but valuable because they've been created by God, and God makes you valuable. And whether or not you recognize that value is one thing. You got a lot of uh, so. You got a lot of societies and governments trying to be God, wishing they were God. They want to create satellites and cameras everywhere and make you think that they got the all eyes seeing on you. Well, I guess the the last poets wasn't too far off when they said certain people got a Godplex, God complex. I believe that's true. I don't get phased out by none of that. But and he goes on to to, to describe more about here. I'll just finish it off. His helicopters and the TV screens, newscasters. Satellite dishes, they're just wishing. They can't deliver, or they can't really never do that when they tell me no fear they law, when they don't fear their law. When they tell me not to try to have some fret in my heart behind the things that they do. This is what I think in my mind, and this is what I say to them, and this is what I'm going to check it with. But uh, I don't know, I just think that's interesting because you think about the state of hip hop now and how it's. A lot of the content isn't really there. There's not. They're not really saying a whole lot. Mm. And uh, he, most Steph's kind of saying it's hip hop is in a state of where 
where you are. And if the content is about if everyone's out here doing drugs, that's what the content's going to be about. But unless we change the narrative, it's going to kind of stay in that lane. Before we get into that segment, before I get into my segment of my old and new album, there's something I do want to play for you real quick. So College Humor released this video. Now, I don't think you've, I don't think I sent this to you yet. Mm-mm. So it's called Rap Snob. And it's about like how people like prefer old school hip hop over new school hip hop, mm-hmm. which new school hip hop is really saying the same shit old school did. It's just you're not in the same mind state <laughs> yeah. that you were when you first enjoyed it, like when it was old school shit. Okay. So it's like that's honestly one of my the most accurate like sketch of like a hip hop hipster I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's play it real quick. Oh, we got to add two, one, skip. Up and I'll put the mic towards it a little bit. Oh my god. I just won two free tickets to see Cardi B. You wanna go? <laughs> what? You don't like Cardi B? <laughs> no. You said you liked rap. Oh, Ali. First of all, I like hip hop, but rap? as you call it, it it seems to have lost its way. (laughs) Today's rap is whack. Take Yeezy. He's too obsessed with his fancy Adidas. Whatever happened to groups like Run DMC with songs like My Adidas. My Adidas. (laughs) (laughs) Timeless. At least when Yeezy talks about his shoes, it's for like one or two lines. My Adidas was pretty much a three minute long shoe ad. Ah, piss posh. My Adidas is a great song. (laughs) He was playing at my freshman homecoming dance where I had my first key. Okay, see, that's it. You don't like this music. You're just nostalgic for the time in your life when you first heard it. I'm not explaining myself well. Uh, take Meek Mill's ambitions. Too violent. Yeah, it's based off a Tupac song. Yes, they got it from him. So you didn't like that Tupac song? No, I loved it. You just said it was too violent. How could it be too violent? It was playing on the radio the day I bought my first car. Oh, to be young again. The music is basically <laughs> the same. The only difference is you're no longer at an age where it would speak to you. You just don't understand. How I long for us to harken back to the days where rappers really honed their craft and and toiled over witty wordplay and thought-provoking lyrics like a hip, hop, a hippie. The alliteration. What? Today's rap is empty and meaningless. But when you really break down this lyric, a hip, hop, a hippie, and you compare it to walk it like a talk it. It's like night and day. One is nonsense, the other a message. Not all of today's rap is good, but the best rap of today is better than it's been for any generation. Tilly tally. I could never imagine Cardi B making songs about real issues. Like having to eat chicken that tastes bad. Bodak Yellow is a success story. It's basically Cardi B's victory lap. But life isn't just about success. And no one's talking about love and heartbreak. What about Drake? Drake only talks about love and heartbreak. Fine. (laughs) What about games? Do you like Fortnite? I prefer Paul. Favorite basketball player? Dr. J. Before he started all that dunking. Smartphone. I'm a chirp man. Fuck it. I'm bringing Katie. Yeah! Never mind. (laughs) Dude, that is hilarious and that is spot on. A lot of people... That does not hold up. There was definitely... There's always been shitty music and there's always been good music. There's always been shitty hip-hop and good hip-hop, but... Yeah, I don't know. Just for me, this is one of my favorite most deaf albums, one of my favorite hip hop albums. Like, 
It's got shit for everything. It's got that Aretha Franklin sample song that we've talked about on this podcast before, Miss Fat Booty. Right. And it's got Do It Now with Busta Rhymes, which is still fucking rings off like it could be new. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, if you've never heard uh, uh, Most Def's Black on Both Sides, I, sh- I suggest going to get it. It's one of the best ones that I know of. It's from 1999, so it was late 90s release. I remember buying that shit when it was new, which is weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's for my, that was my old pick album. I'm just springing this topic up on you right now. So if, yeah, do you I, have I one you want to talk about? For it. I'm actually glad that video gave me time to like really think. So, you know, I was actually just, if I, I'll, I'll start with my old album first. Okay. I was actually listening to uh, Jay Dilla The Shining on the way here. Nice. I haven't really heard it in a long time. Yeah. And I'm just I'm like, man, the production on that album was just fucking amazing. So Jay Dilla is a wizard. Jay Dilla is a wizard because he didn't follow any traditional format for production. Mm-mm. Like, cause, you know, half the shit was off beat most of the time and it still like worked out somehow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, dude, it was it was just mind blowing to me. Borrowing some from of the, jazz and stuff. Yeah, because I, I mean, like, it was like. I haven't that the jazz stuff. I like haven't heard it. Well, I mean, besides Action Bronson, obviously, but right. Like, it really, I think it originated with Rock Him started bringing jazz into it. Kind of, yeah, like Rock Him, production a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah. Zulu Nation era kind of shit. Um, like Eric B. Well, I should say Rock Him. Eric B. Eric B. And Rock Him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was like then. Like then he went into like uh, Tribe Called Quest, which really kind of brought in the jazzy shit. And the De La Souls and right. all like the hippie, hippie hip hop shit. <laughs> I guess that's the like, second time in a row like, I've said hippie like hip hop. I like that boom bap. Like, style. oh yeah, like, dude, fuck yeah. That, I want to say that logic has perfected so much over the years. You know? <laughs> and then one I was thinking that we could both talk about since we're on the old one and it's a huge anniversary for it. We got another 25th anniversary of the iconic, the legendary Snoop Dogg doggy style. Oh, 25 years already? 25 years the other day. He got his um, he got his uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame as I well. Did him and Ice Cube. Ice Cube got one this year, too. Yep. Um, and I wanted to talk about Doggy Style for a second because that album... I didn't even get to pick like, my new album yet, bro. No, I didn't do the new album. I didn't do new yet <laughs> oh, either. Okay. Yeah, we, just did, we just did old. We just did old. We haven't done new yet. I didn't go new either. All right. We're still on old. Um, but no, Doggy Style was important, bro, because at that time, like, on the West Coast... The West Coast was putting out stuff that was super gangster. Like, it was N.W.A. and Ice-T, like, Cop Killer. Like, all that shit was coming out. And then on the East America's Coast... America's Most Wanted. And then the East Coast, you had, like, the opposite. You had, like, the like the shit we were just talking about coming out. But the West Coast hadn't mm-hmm. defined, like a, 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 like, a market yet where it was, like, accessible to, like... Ready to Die everywhere. wasn't a gangster album? That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Ready to Die is much later than Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. Was it? Ready to Die was Wait, when 94, that? 95. Well, two, two or three years later, I think. Let me look that up real quick. Yeah, 94, I think. September 13th, 1994 for Ready yeah. to Die. Another one was 2003. I mean, uh, 93. But, um... 99, yeah. But anyways, like that... that well, they were telling, I mean, it was definitely street stories and stuff like that, but, like, the it was NWA more, sound was different. Like, it was just, like, a different sound. And I think, at least I just watched a documentary with Snoop Dogg recently where he was saying Doggy Style really brought, like, uh, hip-hop to, like, 
the suburbs and white kids. Like white kids, that's when white kids were like, hey, he's like, white kids were buying NWA albums, but they weren't really were talking about it yet. Here's the he's thing like, with Doggy that Style too. came on and everyone started just being like, oh yeah, we're fucking with this. We're rolling with hip hop. A now. lot of, so that too, I agree with that to an extent. But the year before that album came the out, The Chronic came out, mm-hmm. which, you know, had that classic yep. on it. It's like this and like that and like this and uh And that was And funny. that's actually, that was uh, like the world's introduction to Snoop Dogg, if you really think about oh, it. Oh, yeah, he's on so more songs. that song? definitely opened the door for Doggy Style to do what he did. Snoop, Dog, like. Snoop <laughs> Dogg is actually on more songs Nothing on The Chronic than, than Dr. Dre is. Because there's one song that, because every song has both of them, and then there's one song that's just Snoop Dogg. Um... But uh, yeah, so what I I just saw so this interview that I was just watching with Snoop Dogg talking about the Doggy Style album was when he was talking about how um, he was like I was didn't even like wasn't even in album mode like when Doggy and Dre was like the one that pushed me to make Doggy Style he was like I was just rolling off the chronic he's like everyone knows who I am now like all of a sudden like all these people like want the attention he's like I'm making money off this he's like. Dre's paying for all my shit, you know. He's like, I'm basically living with Dre at this point. We're rolling around like kings, and he's like, and then we made Doggy Style, and he's like, I wasn't expecting. He's like, that's when it like took me to like, like a whole different level of success, or right. like, and like that. The dude, you can that do production, like, can just talk that about production, production on, alone on, on Doggy album. Style, like, oh, like was great. Fucking, Dre, that was, like that might have been Dre at his absolute pinnacle, like his peak per- performance production wise, and then you had like all like the fucking. That G Funk era where they like ushered in all like the George Clinton like, funkadelic samples and shit, and you, George Clinton was on a lot of that album, I think, like Doggy Style for sure. Snoop Dogg, Snoop Doggy Dog. Um, but yeah, that whole sound, like when you listen to that album now, you're like, holy shit, dude! Like sometimes, like you really got to take some time to appreciate, go back and listen to some of the early '90s, like the huge albums from the early '90s, because you're like, damn, dude, this one songs were just banging <laughs> like the instrumentation on it the production was just so smooth and, and clean they, yeah and then you so, had like uh warren g around that time too yep. the g funk era and then nate dog with nate dog all most, that shit doc one of the best voices mm-hmm. in hip-hop mm. culture to me i still miss just nate dog on hooks man. That's crazy too. If Nate Dogg was still alive, you know, guarantee he'd oh, still be singing God. hooks. <laughs> he'd still be on hooks Easily. everywhere, bro. He'd still be one of the biggest featured artists. I guarantee it. Oh yeah, easily. But um, yeah. So that's the something old segment. And then you already know what I'm about to be talking about for my something new. So I might even. You talking about Anderson Pac or is it JID? Which oh, one? Anderson Pac. Okay. JID is gonna be my something new next week because I haven't had enough time to sit with it. It just came out today. I see the one or the two like right now. I can already guess that. So my something new is Anderson Pac's Oxnard. You probably already knew it was this going to be. This shit gon' bang for oh. at least six summers. How, that shit is my. I love that. Such shit. a groovy song about fucking gun violence. Yeah, <laughs> that shit is so awesome. Um, Anderson Pox Oxnard dropped. It is 14 tracks of pure fucking fire, um, like we expected out of him. Anderson Pox is awesome because he's like bringing back the, like, we just were kind of talking about with Snoop Dogg, like that feel, like that G Funk feel, you know what right. I mean? Like, it's got that real smooth, like, definitely know you're listening to an artist from the West Coast as soon as you put it on. I mean, it's called Oxnard, obviously, you know, it's from the West Coast, but. It starts off with the chase, which is this real like smooth cut where it's like almost the beginning of the skit, um, and then it goes into uh, headlow, which is basically a fucking grooved out song about getting roadhead, <laughs> and then it all like kind of fits the theme too, like cruising up the coastline of like through like from Venice into Malibu into Oxnard, like the whole like California 
like city scheme that he's come up with. Um, then after it goes from the the tint sound, he brings back like the, uh, the having sex on a skit yep. <laughs> thing yeah, uh, right at the end of that one, where you get like the roadhead skit in there. So it reminds me of like like when uh, Buster Rhymes had it on the end of uh, Put Your Hands in My Eyes, where he's got the the head skit or like Biggie <laughs> Biggie's Ready to Die one or the fat. Oreo cookie eating, uh, <laughs> crystal drinking, pickle juice blending, blending smooth or slim fast drinking mother. Yeah, that shit. But that reminded me of that a little bit. Black nasty gangster motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but then right from there it rolls into like the two singles that we had previously that's heard. One of the, the vinyls I bought by with, the way. Uh, which one? Uh, Ready to die. I actually nice. bought. That's one of the vinyls I bought yesterday. That's that's a great <laughs> one to have. But yeah, so that from there it rolls into Tints and Who Are You, which are the two previous release singles that we heard already. Tints is the the one with Kendrick Lamar, and Who Are You's got like Dre on the chorus. It's kind of like the more upbeat uh, track of the album. And then it goes into Six Summers, which I think is one of the standout tracks on the album. Yes, it is. A uh, real smooth song that is actually about gun violence, and you haven't really heard uh, Anderson Pock get really political on any of his albums like up until this point. So that's pretty interesting to hear. I like the way that he uh, played that one. And there's a couple cool tempo changes throughout that song too, where the beat switches a lot. Um, And then from there it goes into the ninth wonder produced uh, track, Savior's Road, which I thought was another one of the standout uh, tracks of the album. Um, And then it goes into the fun kind of, the Sonia Elise featured track, or uh, like double track, I guess you would call it. It's like Smile Slash Petty. which is kind of a playful song, which is fun. Um, then I love the one with Doc. I think Dr. Dre sounds awesome on uh, Mansa Musa. <laughs> Dr. Dre spits a verse. I'm not sure if Anderson wrote it for him. Um, you know what I was thinking but about? But it's got a real fun beat to it. Like Dre's production is great on it. What's up? I was thinking about, speaking of Dr. Dre, I was talking, I was, because I was watching Straight Outta Compton a little bit earlier today, just mm-hmm. for shits and giggles. I haven't seen it in a minute, and I bought the Blu ray. Mm. But uh, I was thinking about, what was the song on. Comp, the Compton album, uh, so it was something I'm just talking to my diary. Talking to my diary, that's the name of the song. Yeah, that was probably one of the best Dre verses I've heard like ever. Actually, yeah. to be honest with I you. think Anderson Pac was best probably Dre like, songs I've heard ever. I think how it works with him is it seems like whoever he's working with closely or closest at the time is the dude like writing the most for him. And I know Anderson Pac was doing a lot of the writing in that Compton album. Oh, yeah. He's on like him 10 and John tracks Connor too, probably. Like oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. John Connor was one of his. So main what's writers. his name? Craig Owens did that beat for that one shot. One shot, one kill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Craig Owens from uh, fuck, what's that mm-hmm. band? What's the Michigan band? Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Greta Van Fleet? No, hell no, no. Michigan uh, band, I don't know. Damn, I forgot the name of the band, bro. Yeah, Craig sure. Owens is the lead singer of fuck, what was it? Cause I know what they did. Was it the Sounds of Animal Fighting, which that was like the. Mega band thing with him and Anthony Green from Circus Survive and all those guys. I forgot that. Ah, oh, damn, they haven't done anything in a minute either. I'm not sure. But anyways, from that track, it goes on to the Push a T feature, which is called Brothers Keeper, where Push just. Chiodos, like, thank you. All right, I, I knew it was going to hit me. Oh yeah, I forgot Chiotos. about those guys. I think I went to, I went to high school. I could with those not guys. think of the name of that band to save my life. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, from there it goes to the Pusha T track, Brothers Keepers, and then it goes into the Super Smooth, I think, which is another one of the standout tracks, uh, Anywhere, featuring Snoop Dogg, and that song is butter. It's like real easy on the ears, smooth, or uh, Snoop Dogg starts it off with a real nice verse on there, 
and then it goes into man there's a lot of sweet features on this album in a row then it goes into trippy featuring j cole which both of them kill their verses on and then it goes into the mac miller uh fife dog tribute track featuring q-tip called cheers which is about mac miller and fife dog um which i had to play that one back a couple times when i was listening to the album for the first time and then you got bj's chicago Ch- kid to bring it home with a little uh fun track with sweet chick and then you got left to right which is another fun one album's right around an hour long it's perfect uh length i've probably listened to it like four or five times since uh since it came out but uh it's definitely in my running for album of the year i don't know did you have time to sit with it at all you mean uh, let's do it twice yeah i mean i wouldn't i'll put it a top 10 album for me mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still not album easily. I wouldn't put it album of the year, but I it's, put it, it's a good album. I haven't put it album of the year yet because I still like I've still right now like teetering around my top or like a few. There's like the midnight hour. I already got my three picked out actually. Do you? Yeah, mine, <laughs> mine are somewhere around the midnight hour, which was um, Ali Shaheed Muhammad from Tribe Hall Quest and um, and shit. Who is the other writing guy on that one? Um, Adrian. Um, shit. What the hell is his name? Look that up right now. Midnight Hour. I don't think there's any surprise albums coming on or anything this year. Um, There's probably still going to be a couple, I bet. I hope. Um, I know Kanye's doing Yandi. I heard about that. I don't, I, I don't think it's going to place, but my ranking at least. Right. I hope. I, you know, I hope it does. I really do. I really do hope it does. I don't think it's going to, but I really do hope I'm wrong there. Um. But, uh, yeah, I think J Rock is towards the top for me right now. J Rock's. Um, what was his album Redemption. called? Redemption. Redemption. Yeah. Um, Royce the Five Nine is up there for me. Oh, stop right there, because that's my album. That's my new album. That, that's your <laughs> Book of Ryan. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm gonna stop. We're gonna stop you right there. Cool. Yeah. That, that that's towards oh, the man. top I went of back, mine. I actually went back and listened to it because I, I mean I listened to yeah I listened to uh, when it first came out Book of Ryan, and I really do appreciate how personal Royce got on this album because you never really hear that from Royce, so which is personal. amazing to me. And it's just like this whole album from start to finish was like holy shit to me. Like you know, you kind of see Royce in a whole new light. Yep. And this is I appreciate artists like that. Artists that get personal in their music, and you just feel like you have like such a deeper connection. That's why I feel like when Mac Miller died, for instance, I'm like, fuck, I lost my best friend. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt because I was so personal with his music, and I, yep. I never met him. That's how I felt with Royce on this album. Like from start to finish, the one with I think my favorite song on there. I'm gonna go with Cocaine. That's a great song. Uh, Cocaine's that, probably my favorite song. Like how is that? Royce said that that's his favorite song that he's I ever. I think written. Cocaine was probably my favorite song on that album. Caterpillar with Eminem was dope. Uh, the one with the two with Ashley Sorrell, mm-hmm. and then the one with Boogie was that this industry shit is dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to re-listen to that album again because I think that's still in my top. Yeah, I agree with E Man, and I think. Um, the way that E-Man kind of talks about Nas, like, even though I, I think Nas... Nas' is production first, is horrible, but I love him it's still. That, it's not he's, horrible. He's like, one of my top five favorite rappers, period. And, yeah. But his production, he would be probably number, like, in my top three if it wasn't for his production. Yeah, for sure. But, well, I, and I think a lot of his production, like, a lot of it sits in my top favorite stuff. But, like, I, I think uh, the later Nas stuff definitely had, like, a shittier production value to it. And... Um, I think you can kind of compare Royce to that a little bit because everyone knows Royce is probably one of the best MCs that's ever touched a microphone. Yeah, but Royce's but production has is, gotten better. That's what, <laughs> like, that's, that's, gotten, what, that's why I'm Royce's saying Royce's production that. has that's, gotten amazing. But that's actually. the point that I'm trying to make is that shout out to this Premier. Is, this album, this album, and the Prime shit is finally like linked up to like 
where it's on par with each other. Like the the production is. I mean, that's between DJ Premier and like Mr. Porter and all Mm -hmm. those guys probably helped out a lot with that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, absolutely. But um, yeah, so that's the new segment we're gonna do. So like, and obviously, I'm gonna I'm still gonna read off the um, other albums that I listened to of the week that I got to. But this is just so that we can focus on more like giving you like a better perspective on one or a couple certain things instead of just reading off like a bunch of them and loosely who do you think and just just like yeah we don't have to give bad reviews anyways who do you think would be a sleeper album to you that came out this year that came out this year a sleeper album that nobody really that more people should talk about in saba care for me by saba um that's one of them that pieces of a you only man get one. You only oh, get okay. one. Everybody right, yeah. only get one that, here. That's that's the one I'll say right now because that's <laughs> in my top five favorites of the of the year. There's a lot. I got a lot of sleepers too, but um, one for me, and I talk about them a lot, and because more people need to know. Denzel Curry Taboo. Yeah, I love that album. That's a good <laughs> one. Beyond that, though, for this week, the ones that I listen to that I think are worth mentioning, um, that I should say to check out would be Kirk Knight. Kurt uh, Knight album was pretty dope. I don't know. Pro Era Camp. Week. It's called like how, how would you pronounce that? Is it just be like? Is that just a fancy way of having W in between two eyes? Oh, or I forgot, man. I, I actually listened to an interview. I I I don't know if that's. I actually watched an interview or a podcast from when he was talking about it, and he said the name of it, and I I forgot. Yeah, but, but yeah, Kurt Knight album was just dope. search Kurt Knight. <laughs> it's the newest thing that he's got on all the streaming services. He's if you're unfamiliar with him, he's in the Pro Era Camp, which is like headed by Joey like, Badass. Joey Badass, Capital Steez. Kirk Knight, Nick Caution, there's a bunch of other guys in there too. CJ Fly. Capital Steez. Yeah, RP Capital Steez. Um, but Kirk Knight's been like their, not only one of their rappers, but like one of their in house producers. He's like also he produces produced, a lot of the music uh, that they put out. Playing Jane by. Uh, yeah, by Nicki by Minaj Ace and Ace Ferg. Yeah. That's the remix. Don't oh, yeah. I think he did the remix, though. Yeah. I mean, the remix was the same. Oh, was it the same? It was the same so, yeah, he, then he did both. <laughs> of them. Uh, whatever. Yeah, he did the both of them. Um, yeah, so his was worth checking out. And then also, uh, Big Crit put out a three-song EP. Shit, I didn't. I actually knew that, and I didn't Ooh, check it out yet. Boy, it's got some heat on there. I bet it's only three songs, so don't get like your hopes up of it about it to be like some crazy thing you can dive into. But it's called Thrice. That will make sense because it's three songs. Um, Higher, glorious, and look what I got. Look what I got. And glorious are like super duper hard. <laughs> I like those songs a lot. Um, but I think out of. I think there wasn't too much other shit that got released on this. Oh, there was um, the Brain Flying Lotus put out like a thirty-six song, a three or three disc Brain Feeder compilation album that's where it's like cool. all the people on his label. So like Thundercat so and all those guys. Thundercat, yeah. uh, Georgia and Maldroy, um, Brandon Coleman. Uh, it's even got some people that aren't on his label that are like just friends with him, like Bad Bad Not Good, uh, like a bunch of people you would expect to see on like a Flying Lotus project. Um, and then Jim James from My Morning Jacket put out like a um, so he had put out earlier in the year an album called Uniform Distortion, and this one's called Uniform Clarity. And from what I'm gathering, all the songs are the same, only it's just a um, like an acoustic cleaner version of Uniform Distortion. So I guess that makes sense. Uniform Distortion is supposed to be like a heavy rocked out version, and then Uniform Clarity is like his acoustic, more clean, subdued take on it. But both are interesting, so we're giving a shout. Um, but yeah, that's uh, 
that's where I was at for the new music li- or listening. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? Um, somebody I was actually checking out, like on the well, not even really R and B, more of on the pop front. You're familiar with Billie Eilish? Billie Eilish? No, I don't think I've heard of him. Sixteen. She kind of reminds me a lot of Lana Del Rey. Oh, yeah. She reminds me a lot of like, Lana Del Rey. Does she have like the that bleach blonde looking hair? Yep. Yeah, I, I think was, I've seen. So here's the thing. I saw like an interview with her. Like I guess like if she was watching herself doing an interview from twenty from last year mm-hmm. from like twenty seventeen. Then she did an interview this year. Just like the time difference of what changed with her and her mentality and her music and stuff like that. And it's just kind of cool. Like, oh, yeah, I'll check her music out. Actually kind of dope. I ain't gonna lie. Nice. That's yeah, she's like Yeah, she's like 16, I think. I think we need like, more she, good pop yeah, stars that are doing something interesting. That's yeah. cool. I like her a lot. And like, I guess her family was like really musical too, so it was kind of natural for her to come you know, into the industry. That's sweet. Yeah, she got a song. I think she had a song with Khaled or Khalid. I keep saying Khaled. Dude, Khalid, I like... Yeah, yeah he, he's sweet. I like his voice. Um, but yeah, she reminds me a lot of like... I would say like a Lana Del Rey mixed with, let me say, let me tread the territory here, lowered a little bit. Okay, I, I like, like a little I like bit that of style of shit. Yeah, no, I, I I can see what you're saying. Yeah, like kind of like the, which her and Laura got a similar like, almost like that anti-social personality. But like, yeah, I mean, I was gonna say that. Plus, they're both like really young because Laura yeah. like, made like Royals when she was, she was like 15 or 16. 16, so, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah, that's funny. Um, so I'll get you fired off on this topic while I go take a bathroom break real quick. But I know since I had made a rule that I didn't want to talk about him on the podcast, and I'll, I'll explain briefly why. Because oh, you talking about you talking about uh, Rainbow Bright? Yeah, about Rainbow I'll, I'll bring it up in a sec. But all right, so this is the reason. This is what's going to separate our podcast from other podcasts, and the direction that I want our that I see our show going, and which is. To be a knowledgeable music and media podcast, we talk all things music, TV, movies, but we leave out the bullshit, the shit that you can get on your stupid in your timelines and your feeds. We yeah, don't need all the yeah, gossip. Yeah, say that shit for TMZ. And this, bro. Yeah, all that TMZ stuff, like I have no interest. In that. I'd rather have you learn something valuable from our podcast than just dumb yourself down to some stupid ass shit um, that is not going to really do anything for your life, uh, one way or the other. But um, talk about homeboy. Again. But this can be a learning moment here, so we will definitely talk about it on this one. And since I don't think we're going to be talking about him in a music sense anymore, is Takashi Six Nine. He got hit with that Rico. Got hit with that Rico hit charge. With Rico. And we've been talking about how you shouldn't play with it. Um, like he's been per- perpetuating this gangster lifestyle when it's clear as day that he's not really about that life. We've been saying it on this podcast. I think a lot of the elder statesmen in hip hop have been saying it to him. And about him, that if you keep playing with the streets, the streets don't play back. They're going to fucking eat you alive. And that's exactly so what he, happened. Because I, I didn't really get too much into it, to be honest with you, because I could really give a shit about Takashi 6 Yeah, exactly. But um, I heard something about he was on video putting trying to put a hit on Chief Keef's cousin or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, there's yeah. Like a TMZ footage of that. I mean, How, who the fuck even like recorded that? Dude, <laughs> you apparently are not in the right circles if somebody's recording. It's almost like fucking Swaggy P with the Iggy Azalea thing. It's crazy. Remember dude. that, right? Mm-hmm. Like he got snitched on. Like damn. Like who? Like who is in your like circle that's fucking with you like that? It just goes to show that these kids are like they're trying to like use lifestyles outside of their own to sell their music. When it's like that—that's the people that we shouldn't be championing. Like these are the people that don't care about the music. They're just trying to make money. They're just trying to make a buck. And 
hopefully his family's got some money to eat off of because he's going to be uh, gone for a long time. They're saying he's going to get like 25 to life or something for all his racketeering cool. charges. get Bobby Shimmerta out. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just if you're, uh, if you're thinking about using that platform to to enter your way into music, don't because uh, it ain't, ain't going to end well. And there's a lot of people that clout chase like that these days. I'll I mean, there's a lot of people I fucking know that clout chase like that these days. I think you know a couple of them too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See it all the time. A lot of these people, a lot of these artists these days are are uh, industry plants, I feel like. Like, they have that whole PR team to tell you, you know, you have to do this image. You have to, you know, get into all this bullshit and stuff like that. And that's what, that's my, I say this on, I know I said this last week and I said this on a couple other podcasts where I feel like there should be a waiting period for you to have a record deal. Like, like, there should be almost like a fucking, not age requirement, but like a maturity requirement before you can start doing the bullshit. Because, I mean, obviously, obviously, these label labels are like fucking loan offices, if you want to think of it like that. They front you the money that you can't pay yourself to, you know, promote your album, to fucking live off of. You know, I mean, that's your whole lifeline, like, right there. So, I feel like the independent route is always the way to go. Before you get stuck into some bullshit like, you know, Takashi 69 and a bunch of other other people. I'm talking about how labels are loan offices. And then, you know, when you take the money from them, you're pretty much like biting the fucking apple from the forbidden fruit right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's how I honestly I feel. Like, you you almost like you're selling your soul, like, metaphorically and maybe physically if you, mm-hmm. you know, look at somebody like Little Uzi Vert, for instance. But... You know, that's well, that's problem. a whole fucking thing right there that I won't get into. And that's the yeah. main problem with social media. I'm so excited. Like, I've already cut back way back because I haven't been using Twitter or or uh, Facebook or Snapchat on my phone. I got rid of all those. I'm down to just Instagram. That's like the same but, thing um, with me. Like, I took out my Snapchat and I think Facebook. Too. It'll be interesting to see what you pay attention to, I think, once you're not using it, when you're not like relying on what the this your timeline is telling you is popular and what your timeline is telling you you should listen to or or look at or view you know what i mean right. like the only reason i mean neil and i are keeping instagram around right now is just for promoting the podcast that's all i'm gonna like, be- i really don't like trust me like we normally we're like streaming live right now like on facebook just you know for the video aspect of it I'll get that set up. Like, we're actually working on it in the future just to get it to where we don't have to go through Facebook or something like that anymore. Well, we also want the audio quality to be better because, yeah. like, I don't know if you listened or watched the last episode, but the audio quality of the last episode was beautiful because we're – and if you didn't notice, we're back in my basement this week because there's a few things going on in the studio. I don't think they would have noticed until you said it. <laughs> no, we're, they, not they, going, we're not going video. We'll be able to hear it because <laughs> it's not as audio – or the it's not as soundproof in my basement as to where it was in the audio – or in the uh, studio, right. but we want to be able to get it so where we when we upload the video to you guys, to where our hold on this is, make sure this is going. Um, we want to make sure that when we get it to you guys, the the audio on the video matches the audio on the podcast app because as of now, it's just like the audio from Eman's internal mic on to the video screen through the webcam for facebook so that's why it doesn't sound as good when you're listening to it on there but um 
I mean, we're still going. Our podcast is in puberty, so you know it's it's still it's so, still finding itself. It's still trying to. I mean, we got figure out where it's at in life. You I know, mean, we got a lot of opportunities real fucking quick. Pretty yeah, much, like, things, things, things are really definitely did. moving, and um, I love doing this. It's funny, dude. I was just listening to, on on my way over here. So, like, on my way home from my grandma's house, I was listening to Dave and Chuck. It was like an old episode on the podcast app, and they were talking about how this dude. Ran. I didn't get the full story because it was like uh, after the break we're going to be talking about this type of thing. Or some it was like some dude ran a radio program for forty years for one listener. That's dedication right there. <laughs> that's, that's some loyalty shit right that's there. That's crazy. I was like, all right, well, me I would, and he had already got that. We already, I'm like, we already passed more. that hump. So I'm like, <laughs> we way past that hump at this so, point. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. So, E-Man, I will do this podcast for forty years with you uh, for. Ten listeners. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that, bro. No, hopefully, we get, hopefully, forty years from now, we have ten million listeners in the episode, and this is all we're doing with our lives: it is recording podcasts and traveling the world. That's that's my goal, at least. Between that and my music, and you know all the other shit that I want to do with beats and brews, obviously, that's exactly it. Absolutely. Um. But anyway, so there was a couple before I move on from music because there was quite a few like there was a few movies and TV things I wanted to talk about this week. Um, I was wondering if you could think of what your favorite freestyles of 2018 have been so far. Dude, I haven't watched many. Let me be honest no? with you. I really don't watch that many freestyle videos like I should. So I was just going back and just watching some of the old ones. And I think the standout ones for me so far of 2018 was J.I.D. on Funk Flex. That one was insane. That one was cool. Also, IDK on Funk Flex. That one was crazy. Um, Black Thought on Funk Flex, where he went for like 10 straight minutes, just blacking out was crazy. Um, Royce's was cool, too. Royce's was cool, too, I, although Royce's lost its luster to me after the fact because you came to find out that some those were some of the lyrics off the Prime album. But he did that shit. I mean, a lot of, most people do that, to be honest nah, with you. Most, most people don't. A lot but, of rappers do that. But he like, was all, Well, he was in the middle of making the maturity, two fucking albums at the time that he did yeah, that. He a had lot Booker of, Ryan and Prime 2 coming I remember out, so. what I was devastated. So I remember a couple of years ago where they had, you know how like they do the BET ciphers and stuff mm-hmm. like that every time in mm-hmm. awards? Tech 9 was on there. Well, I think it was like MGK was in that circle and a couple other people, too. Yeah. Tech 9 was on there. He did his verse, but that shit was cold, and I found out that was on uh, Look Who I Catch, oh, that yep. Look Who I Catch, that yep. verse. I was like devastated when I heard that. Then I realized, you know what? I do that shit too. So it's, it's <laughs> fucking normal, to be honest with you. I'm not even gonna front and say, like, you know, like everything I do is new. Like, I, I do recycle a couple verses for freestyle. I, mean, I think, shit, shit I think a lot of people do too. Yeah. <laughs> but the craziest part is the black, but Black Thought was one of my, I think the Black Thought is the best one of the year so far, but there was also the big crit on LA Leakers. <laughs> Was fucking phenomenal, um, and there was another LA leaker. Oh, Anderson Pac was great on LA Leakers. He was kind of clowning on his original freshman cover, uh, Double XL. Uh, when was he on the cover? Like two years ago? Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, two years ago, whenever Lil Dicky and all them were on, uh, Lil yeah, Dicky yeah, yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. Um, he was like my my freshman freestyle was kind of ass, or I forget how he referenced it. It was kind of funny how he played it on this shit. Um, but uh, yeah, those were my standout ones so far of the year. Um, I'm sure there'll be a few more dropping. I just want to check it but, out who's um, on that list now. Was there anything else music you want to talk about before I cut over to um, like TV and movies and shit? 
Hold up, man. I want to actually check out who was on that list. Oh, yeah, I was like, I, here's what I like doing, like especially with the double XL freshman them? list. Yeah. I like going back to see like who's still doing stuff or you know what happened. Uh, just with a lot of these artists. Oh, see. there's some. Uh, there's something else I got to talk to you. We got. We have one more topic before we leave uh, music. Got ourselves a nice little heated rap beef going on. Is it Joiner and you know it? Tory Lanes, that Tory one. Tory Lanes, which is also included Trippy Red now and My Son the General and I know who My Son and the uh, is. King Los. King, what has King Los done in a while? Dude, he's just been doing nothing but battle rap and mixtapes, and it's annoying as shit. Because That's like, his I haven't last even heard King Los in a bro. I think God Money War. Yo, God Money War is like. Can we just play a fucking hot second of that real quick? God Money War. Oh man, this was actually like a classic like list, or to be honest with you, the one with uh, the one with him on it, uh, with Anderson Pac. So who's on that list? Let's see, we got yeah, Twenty One Savage. Pac, Twenty One like- Savage. We got Kodak Black, Little Uzi Vert, Little Dicky, Dave East, Denzel Curry, Designer, and G Herbo. That's, a that's pretty actually a really fucking, good list, to be honest with you. Let me see that you. picture. I don't even remember what the picture is. That's actually like. like a really good list. That is a solid lineup. <laughs> a lot of them are still doing shit. In fact, I think all of them are still doing yeah, that's shit. that's pretty good. Yeah, all of these guys uh, are the still doing years, like, compared to like where this year's is at, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, this is actually like a really, like, everybody on this list is active still, so yeah. Just real quick, let me just, for you guys who don't know who King Los is, this is like the ferocious, ferocious shit of King Los. I think designer designer hasn't put out an album yet, but I know he did a lot of shit with studio for a while. Now you got that one homie that always call you just to check on you. King, what up, nigga? I guess that's me. Uh, stuck on corners and lost our circles. I know you trapping, just trapped in that shit that often hurts you. Stumbling blocks, running blocks where odds the hurdle to dodge law, but God is law. Awesome virtue, uh. Seen phenoms fade out like fiends Nah, it's laid out on his mama front Cause his daddy never had his back Always talking about how his mama front Now that's played out You are who you're made of All makeup don't make out Bellies full of takeout Mouths full of foul words But never put the hours in to get hours Hours curse us Reverse ourselves as cowards Verse us, but we verse ourselves Uh War ain't colorblind, but love is. And medicine isn't healing, but a hug is. And smiles don't last forever, but forever is. A mighty long time if you never smile, you never live, God. Money war. If heaven free, what we kill for money for? They say when it rains, it pours. But it rained on the poor, so you ain't really rich. It was rich, ain't it? That's a little bit of God Money War by King Los. Yeah, but that album came out in 2015, dude. It's been three years since his last album came out. And King Los, if you're listening to this, we need some shit. I understand you're doing the battle rap shit and you got all this going on and you put out a couple mixtapes, but I want some original fucking King Los music, bro. I don't care about battle raps. I want music. Man, I'm going through just like the XL list and stuff like that. Oh, um. I don't think there's there's not too many people that can fuck with Oh, King did you Lose. see Tori? There's the whole thing with him and Pusha T now? Oh, That's so new. yeah, he okay. That's so this Tory Lanez and Pusha T. I didn't even hear about that. So it started. Let's break it down from the beginning. It started with Tory Lanez was on IG Live, and someone they were just asking him questions: Who are you better than? Who will this and this? Who mm. can stand up next to you? And someone was like, "Well, what do you think about that Joyner Lucas kid?" And and he's like, "Yeah, he all right, but he ain't standing up with me." <laughs> and then Joyner Lucas came back and fucking fried him. Uh, put out that song, or no, he told him to put out a song, so Tory Lanez put out a track, which Joyner Lucas replied to called Liddy and fried him up, and then 
Joyner Lucas put out that remix to ZZ, which I think is better than the actual fucking song. The uh, Kodak Black, whoever else is on that fucking track. ZZ, uh, ZZ Top? No, I'm bullshitting. Nah, but, um, <laughs> yeah, the Joyner, I don't know. Joyner Lucas definitely won the fucking, in my opinion. I didn't like, even listen to either one, to be honest with you. I meant to go ahead and do that, but I didn't. You didn't fucking listen to I, it? I didn't listen to it. What? I'm going to check it out. But Bro. We're, we're we're this is that gonna be that type of podcast. That shit is fucking royalty free. We can play that shit. As all right, we're gonna play the first Tory one and the first, we're not gonna play you because there's four tracks total. We'll play Tory Lanes over the Lucky You freestyle, and then we'll play you Liddy because those are the ones that were the first two going at each other. Here's Tory Lanes. Well, you gotta wait for an ad first, which I'll leave it down for so you don't have to listen to that stupid shit. to be the arm on the levy, see the charm on the ready. We go to jail, this shit'll be fine. We'll meet up with friends, cause all of our man's gone, gone already. Nigga, the nigga, the uh, I'ma do three in a week. I get a G to receive. He did a double, I'll stitch in his dad and eventually be in the seat. I got my D in a free, I got a B and repeat. She wanna eat A more than I treat it like porridge and gave her the creamy, the weed, and I rock it like P and a B. I don't cop unless it's Louis Gucci on the pocket, they even the D and the G, cause the way the money piling, I'll be wild until a nigga make about a B in a week. Fuck niggas hating on me, but I'm Gary Payton. I was on the team with the green and the money counter come when I'm accounting every money. Coming in and coming out of paper, cut the money, dummy niggas. I've been thumbing out of trying not to run about it in the fist fight with a knife, nigga. Brought a gun about it, don't you run about it, little nigga. Hit him with a mini mag, is he really that bad that I gotta hit him with a bigger gap? Matter of fact, riddle me that. I'm literally at the spot that he said to be at, but where's he at? Like, really, nigga, is you really telling me that? Like, I ain't prepared to hit him with a felony act. Like, what you thought? I would never react. Have a nigga looking like he trying to fight his smash bros. Want a nigga put a whole shell in his back? Fuck niggas yelling it back. Niggas get high and start hating on the real niggas like a nigga smoking on a jealousy pack. Look, little nigga. I got the shooters with hidden identities. Fuck are you sending me? I got the stack on me long as a ruler and centipede. I got the Genevieve. I got the energy. I got the money, the power, the enemies. I go to business. I'm asking these nigga for 60% of the entity. No one defending me. Niggas is talking, but no one defending me. Niggas know what the result of the enemy. Niggas won't know how to find what they meant to be. I'm a way different nigga on Hennessy. I got the recipe. None of y'all niggas sit next to me. Go where you head and your chest to be. I suggest you niggas never go testing me. I suggest you niggas never go testing me, nigga. <laughs> I promise y'all niggas I do this shit in my sleep. It's easy. So that's the Tory Lanez one, and we're, we're I'm sure you can agree with me, man, that he raps fucking phenomenal on there. Like, oh, yeah. it sounds great. Yeah, it's dope. But did you really catch him any, saying anything that flagrant about Joiner? I, I don't think it was necessarily like a battle thing. Was that, it a battle thing? Oh yeah, that was the song. I think he was. Like, honestly, I think it was more of like he just tried to kill a beat that he was on. That's what I. That's yeah. the vibe I got from it. Well, that's what he said. He's like, I'm about think, to kill your own beat and then do. do yeah, I don't think you. it was like a direct thing at Joiner. I mean, it is, but it isn't at the same time. But then Joiner dropped this. Okay. What's up with you R&B niggas trying to turn rappers yeah. and trappers? You should just stay in your lane, bro. You sound like Parappa the Rapper. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking down on you when you talk to me. You should grab you a ladder. You swung at me, only jabbed in my bladder. Watch you disappear like you abracadabra. Oh, and grab me a dagger. You got some hits, but you lacking a swagger. Yeah. I'm still the shit, bitch, so that doesn't matter. Don't call me a kid. I'm your pappy and dada. <laughs> 
You get splatted and flattered. You and Trippy better have you some backup. Brandon Stimpy looking aggy and staggered. And when I kill him, nigga, matter don't matter. Time to get litty, bitch. Fuck all that singing. You challenge me, what the fuck is you thinking? Way too much weed, what the fuck is you drinking? I brought the tsunami, you fuckers are sinking. I'm glad that you came. Leave all that lyrical shit up to me. I'm a savage that bang. Bring all your products who's back to Lee Chang. Take all that auto tune back at T Pain. I swear you RB rappers are strange. You okay, but you ain't nobody favorite. You alright, but you ain't nobody major. 5'3, you ain't nobody dangerous. Maybe that weed you was smoking had you feeling confident. Let's have a real conversation. Maybe that doctor put something inside of your head when you got your new hairline replacement. Why you bring my name up in the first place, Tori? You ain't fucking with me on my worst day, Tori. Wasn't better than me when I was a first grade, Tori. We can do this every year on your birthday, Tori. Every summer, every winter, every Earth Day, Tori. Every Tuesday, every Thursday, Tori. It's gonna be a motherfucking anniversary, Tori. You done fucked up, now you need first aid, Tori. I'm the leader of the new school with a screw loose. All you niggas blue clothes with a fruit juice. Turn your Jimmy Two shoes in a FUBU. Nigga, you do what you can, I do what I choose to. I get Liddy in this bitch for my city. Only few real niggas left, they ain't many. They can pay me the M, they can pay you the Iggy. They can pay me the meth, they can pay you the Glizzy. I'm Leonardo da Vinci, I paint a picture with color. I already got cake and I don't need a butler. We already got Drake and we don't need another. I don't really got space, but I'ma eat your supper. You know, Jonah got a hot flow. I'ma do a Travis shit I did a while ago. I'ma do a Drake shit I did a while ago. Throw your ass up a cliff, make you sit your run all. Then you had one chance, now you slumped on. Go back in the booth, make another love song. What you gonna do when the fucking blood's gone? Cause I'm wanted on the smoke, I ain't even puff long. Nigga, I've been packing a black Mac with a wrap in a backpack, with a stack in a Mad Max in the back of the black cab, with a cat in a snapback, put a cap in your back, stack, murder you when you whack, little cat in a hat, wrap, and a stab if you jack back, and a clap at you mad fast when you seen you ain't half bad, but you rapping like grass cats, and I bet that you mad sad, cause you about to get laughed at, and buried in trash bags, and left in a hat back, my jamming in front of the corner store, mobbing a lot in the corridor, breaking some shit you don't want no more, fighting with nobody wanna war, I bet that haters don't say like the Commodores, I got some shit you ain't stopping for, swallow the key and a lot of door, Tori, you ain't gotta hide no more, come out and play, you my prey, you the goat, I'm a dinosaur, oh, you want hate, that's normal, you just gonna do what you're supposed to, I remember when them hoes called me old news, now when they cheat, I'm the go-to, word on the streets, I ain't wanna get close to, I was hopeless, now I'm hopeful, I done made my own way like I'm supposed to, all you niggas did what you was told to, Tori, why all your songs always sound like a rerun, nigga, I just want my motherfucker refund, nigga, funny looking ass, go and eat some, nigga, I ain't never had to get my fucking teeth done, nigga, when I kill you, I ain't running to bleed some, nigga, oh, you wanna be some, nigga, me and 6 9 had trippy red bitch on the couch, she was giving us threesome, nigga, you ran my name up in the first place, Tori You ain't fuck up with me on my worst day, Tori Wasn't better than me when I was a first grade, Tori We could do this every year on your birthday, Tori Every summer, every winter, every earth day, Tori Every yeah, Tuesday, that's just every his fucking Tori. song too, man <laughs> I got two takeaways from that Two negative takeaways, actually I like it, I, lo I love it overall But yeah. two negative takeaways Yeah, for sure one, he comes at you goes like, why you R&B niggas trying to rap? He has a collab album with Chris Brown coming out. That's one. No, that's, that is funny. Yeah, that, that, I thought about that same thing. But you know what's funny? That Tory Lane started talking shit about Chris Brown, too. I'm no, wondering if he'll come he out did. with a fucking song. Of course he oh, did. Dude, I can't wait. And Pusha T's talking shit about now, too. Oh, Pusha <laughs> T just comes out and washes him. It was hilarious. They are talking about it on the Joe Budden podcast, though. They are like, does anyone actually think, though, that Tory Lane's a better rapper than Jordan Lucas? Like... I don't think anyone nobody actually thinks, thinks that. that. Like, nobody, nobody thinks, thinks that. that. I don't think that. You don't think that. Nobody <laughs> thinks that. Seabone hit me up. Seabone texted me that. or No, he sent me a message on uh, Instagram. He was like, you see this shit, bro? He's like, fucking Tory Lanez going to Jonah Lucas? Like, what the fuck is he thinking? He's Joyner? like, I can outrap fucking uh, Tory, Tory Lanez right now. I'm like, hey, yo, yeah. My other negative takeaway from that is that Joyner hits that same fucking flow on a, on a lot of other songs. Yeah, but he did. He hits that same but he did, he, flow. He did that every... flow, though, and he did that flow, and he did the fast shit, and then uh, Tory Lanez called him on that. And if you listen to ZZ, dude, he does this. The whole song is almost slow. Almost the whole song is slow. It's fucking awesome, dude. Who? 
Joiner oh, okay. does the ZZ fucking song. He's like, oh, you want to hear a different fucking style? Oh, like, all right, I, here we go. All right, because I'm gonna say <laughs> I heard that same flow on Winter Blues. I know for a fact. Oh, for sure. And then I heard the same shit on uh, what was the one with them? Lucky, Lucky you. you, yeah. yeah. But that's like that's that intense shit, yeah, for sure. Like I, I get that. I, I love that. Yeah. But then that other flow was totally different when he did like the. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He like went from that into the. That's that joiner shit. Like it really is. Yeah, you gotta have your signature though. Everyone's got that signature. You know what I mean? So yeah, I enjoyed those, and there's a couple other that you can check out. And now like it seems like it's. Got my sons involved and push a T and Trippy Red and all these fucking people, but um, not Hobson. <laughs> yeah, I, I think oh, that'd man. be fun to hear. But I, I, I do want to see it. Uh, new album news: We got our Earl Sweatshirt album coming out. I heard about that. That's that's exciting. I'm excited. It's called for that. some rap songs. Actually, <laughs> yeah, Chance, like, Chance was actually promoting it today too. That is like some Earl Sweatshirt shit to name it too. Some He's so songs. nonchalant about mm-hmm. shit. I love Earl. Mm-hmm. You can even tell in his flow because he has the laziest flow I've ever fucking heard, but I still love it. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Lyrically, he's such a beast. You know what? I was thinking, I was about to go into movie and TV talk, but since we're going to be recording the next podcast in like three days, maybe I'll save that to save put that at part. the top of this next podcast so we can have a little bit of extra shit to talk about. Because. I can tell you what my new album. I don't know what my something old album is gonna be for next week, but I know my. Be careful, be safe, bro. No bullshit. That's still 2018, <laughs> bro. That ain't old yet. You gotta give yourself a year before your album is old, bro. I'm fucking uh, no, actually, you know what? I think I already know. I think my my something new. Don't quote me on this, but my something new is gonna be the new JID album because I it only came out today, so I haven't had nearly enough time to sit with it to deep dive into it but that's definitely gonna be my something new album because it's like from what i heard it's like i think jid might be like kendrick level or better that's a bold statement what do you think i'm actually looking at this list right now what do you think would be your favorite music video so far this year oh probably this is america probably the most impactful one the childish gambino Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good one that came out january right that one is crazy awesome um, I'm trying to think. What, what were some other? Cloud Cobain. Oh yeah, Cloud Cobain was super dope. That was super ones. duper dope. Uh, XSX Tantion's video. Oh, Django Jane by uh, uh, Janelle Monae. Her shit's always like I super actually haven't vivid. Seen and, that like, video. Oh, that video is super dope. This is fucking hilarious. The little pump one. I don't like the song. Charlie I mean, Sheen's in it. Yeah, Charlie Sheen in it, which so makes crazy. it hilarious to me. <laughs> uh, Mac Miller's. Uh, what was it? Self care. Self care. That's one of the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, a crazy seen video. That was cool. It had that Kill Bill homage in it. Freaky Friday, Little Dicky. Oh yeah, that, that actually was, might that, that, that might actually be is my vote for video of the year. For <laughs> mine, it's so this. That's is still America. my vote. This is America. I'm gonna go Little Dicky from a video because that that was like this is America was like almost written for the fucking song. You know what I mean? Like I mean for the video, like the song was written for the video kind of deal. Very true. Oh, I like that strip club fucking video too. That um, that um. J Rock put out with the song featuring um, Jeremiah. Yeah. Uh, just because they have like these crazy laser lights shining on all the strippers that make it look super drippy and interesting to watch. Like, I wish there was actually strip clubs like that around here. Maybe we're just not going to the right ones. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was, those were my favorites on uh, on uh, the 2018 videos. 
know. But um, the things that I, the the movies that I'm just gonna I'll just preview Did what you? I want to talk about. Like, there's a new uh, Coen Brothers movie on Netflix called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah, that I, talk about. I watched part of it. And then there's like a few other movies and TV shows that had started this this week. So I did forget about one video. I'm gonna save that one till next week. I forgot one music video. I do want to get into a little. Who? Stop trying to be God. That was a trippy, I never saw. Oh, I never even saw the video. Oh wait, no, I did see the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah that shit is I've sweet. Seen a long time. <laughs> I can't. I, I was like, I can't get over the fact that that's Stevie Wonder playing harmonica and yeah, that shit. That's pretty crazy. It's fucking hilarious. Um, oh, dude, there was another. Oh, I forgot about Tierra Whack. Forgot about that mm, one too. There's a lot of good videos that came out. Like, I can't even not mention Tierra well, Whack. Also, that video like, was amazing. Like Dirty Computer by Janelle Monae was like a whole like emotion. She called it an emotion picture. Like the album is a whole video set. And Beyonce did that what a couple years ago with her uh, Lemonade or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like. That shit is like tailor made for Janelle Monet. Like she's had those kind of conceptual ideas for like a while now. Like this whole androids and humans coexisting Did you type know of thing. The Tyler made a video for "See You Again." Yeah, I saw that. I didn't with, even with see Kali this. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know that was a yep. video. Okay, yep. well yep, I'm gonna watch that sure. after some we wrap up. But yeah. But um. Oh, speaking of Tyler, did you hear the Grinch? Uh, the Grinch EP. No, I didn't listen to it. Is it good? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. Who's this little dork on the advertisement on the side of your screen? Some Norley. Little Nar, Little Nar. I've never heard of this guy. He just kind of—he was Lil like an Nar advertisement Nar. on. Dude, that like should be my name, Little Nar. Lil Fuck you, Nar. man. That needs to be my name. I want to be Little Nar. <laughs> but with that said, um, is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Um, oh, Katori Walker had a dope. Was that this year? The Katori Walker had that video where it like started off with like the dude bleeding I on the ground. I don't even know who Katori Walker is. Oh, bro. I don't even know. Katori. <laughs> I'm on, let me let me see if I can find that video. Katori Walker, if you don't know who Katori Walker is, is an up and coming MC out of Oh, don't speaking, quote of, me, but speaking Brooklyn, of New York. Speaking of Devil, right here. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> ignorance. Came up on the list. Bro. <laughs> and he put it out in like parts too, where like ignorance goes into the video for. I want to show this to him after we hang up the phone. Or hang up the phone. <laughs> hang up. <laughs> hang up get, the mics. Get down <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> Side note, you know what I was thinking else would be sweet for a podcast? If we could get some like fucking comedy motherfuckers on here. I do like God's Plan video too. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, that one's sweet. I too. didn't like the I don't I don't like Scorpion. I really didn't like it as a whole. Like it just I think Drake put out better albums career wise. I did love that video though. So let me briefly explain to you. Yeah, that is a sweet video for God's Plan. Yeah. It's like him doing all those nice D's and shit. Actually, I take that back. The second side of Scorpion was dope. So yeah. Katori Walker yeah. has a two-part like video thing called uh Omni and ignorance, and it basically starts with him like a close up on him laying in a white tee on the ground with a bullet wound to the head and blood all over him. And it's like it's rewinding the day basically. He's rapping about what just happened to him and rewinding the day, and it takes you through this whole like story of gun violence and how a normal day turned into people being killed. So it's it's really it's a really powerful message, just like the This Is America video. So. Check that one out. Um, but beyond that, um, Holy Water. Go check out Holy Water. That's another <laughs> one on the fucking video list for sure. I didn't know Boston went for Boca Raton. There's yeah, that just came out. I'm, I'm gonna say there's a lot of videos. I didn't even know it was on this list, dude. I've been going on like on Saturdays and Sundays. I'll go on like the uh, on YouTube on the entertainment section. If you go up to the music part or whatever, it has all the brand new music videos that drop for like the week or the month or whatever. So I've been going on there, but um. 
I'm podcast the fuck out because I did an hour and a half with my grandmother right before I did this podcast. So unless there was any we'll see. pressing <laughs> topics you want to get to, I'm ready to. Uh, uh, there's nothing. I mean, we were, we got another one on what Thursday, like mm-hmm. three days from now. We're good. Yeah, three days from now. So um, I actually got to head to a show. Um, where are you going? Uh, I'm going to Simon's After Dark. So right on my Chuck's <laughs> tour. Shout out to uh, Zitro and that whole group. I'm going to go check them out later today. That's tight. Yeah. <coughs> All right, Actually, man. probably the next, like, hour. Well, uh, we will be back on Thursday. Um, sorry we are off for a couple of days for a holiday, but... Um, I'm not sorry. I got the no, I'm show. not sorry either. And knowing <laughs> that there's a dude that did a radio show for 40 years for one, one uh, listener... Wild. It's going to be my new inspiration to keep going That's when I'm wild. feeling like not doing it. You know what I mean? I wonder if that guy, I mean, obviously he had to have a day job or some shit. But oh, of course. Of course he did. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening. And that's another episode of Beats, Brews, and Points of View. I'm Neil Richter. Follow me at nrichter518. And E-Man you know Bates. I really, I just thought I about E-Man something. Bates. I hate E-Man Bates. I just thought about something about that guy that you were talking about who did the podcast for one person. What do you think his views are going to be after, you know, that came out? Or now is he like, still is he still going? I don't know. See, I need I need to deep dive. I'll, I'll come back. I'll I'll have answers to that story to you guys next. Yeah, week. Yeah, I want to know if he's still going because we'll, like we'll if out. he's still going, he should have a lot more viewers than one. Oh, especially after like a bunch of like news organizations are reading about his story. But oh, yeah. that's a great way to go. We'll have to come up with some scheme. We'll have to we'll make up with some elaborate lie, e man, just so our podcast can go off the grounds. We'll come up with some kind of like some ve- some, like some deceptive ruse. <laughs> some yeah, some deceptive, deceptive ruse. ruse. <laughs> that's you know what? And that's the other thing. I decided that we're gonna start naming our episodes, and that's the perfect one to start deceptive with. Ruse. We're starting episode thirteen called Deceptive Ruse. So checking out with episode thirteen, Deceptive Ruse. Peace out. Later. <laughs>